Uh, Tim and uh, Stacy Reese, I first met you all probably at Green Lake uh, about four years ago uh, when we ran into each other in the family. And it was well as their kids, Liam, Sammy, and Garrett. And uh, we had dinner with them. And uh, my boys have corrupted them on certain of it. Uh, you know, but we had a good time. Uh, you know, Josiah is one of those ones. We gave him options, like really different things we could have gotten. He picks Christians of all places. Really, kid, what is, what is up with you? Play well, you know, he wanted McDonald's first. I said, no. You know, there will be no uh, McDonald's uh, with things. So, uh, but we do have Tim and Stacy Reese and their family. Tim and Stacy, they're going to be our new missionaries. Uh, Mission Board has uh, voted to start supporting them, and we're going to start supporting them next month uh, with the mission giving. And those of you who don't remember how that works, um, yeah, every dollar you put in the plate, 10 cents of that goes to our mission board and our mission fund, which serves to support many different missionaries, uh, global ones like Tim and Stacy, but also local ones like Operation Rebirth, Sycamore House, Karen uh, Kitchen, I think we support, Echo Farms, which is down in Florida, which does seeds, uh, protect and preserve seeds to send out across the World, our compassion child, David Christian Center. Uh, and, and some of the uh, some of the other missionaries, uh, Autonesis, uh are supporting through that, and then our ABC Ohio region as well. So uh, you know, when you give, you know, you can be assured you're giving to many different areas that maybe on your own you couldn't. That's why we do it better together. So uh, one of them to come, and they, they leave, and I'm sure they'll tell you, they leave soon to language school, and then off, uh, hopefully after visas, to serve the Lord uh, in the Dominican Republic. So Tim and Stacy, will you come up and just share with us what the Lord has laid on your heart? And uh, church, this is just our way of getting to know them, and also so you can hear their story. If you want to come up again, too, I need to invite them. You'll be good. So, but bless us this morning, Lee. Yep. Gonna get my stopwatch started here so we know where we're at. There's a timer there? Yes. I'll never put this back in my pocket. That's awesome. I'll tell you, I don't want to do it again. Which is good. Yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> Trust me. As we've been at events and gatherings together over the last couple of years. Um, as we share this morning, you know, we're going to give our, our testimony and Paul's story um, so that you get to know us a little bit more personally and then about the ministry in the Dominican Republic. But as we share, we want you to know, we just don't want you to hear about us. More importantly, we want you to hear about God and what he's done. And ultimately, in that, the message about what God can do and how he can still call you as well. Because there's, there's a message in, in, in this and a calling for you as well. Uh, so listen for that and be open to how God might 
something as well. Uh, you got a lot of years to serve them ahead in many different ways. So be listening to where the Spirit might be leading you in that today, too. So, um, But we'll go ahead and get started because I've already heard two minutes right there. <laughs> well, I took two minutes of that, too. So you're okay. You put up with him for 20 years?
understanding of church was you're doing everything, you're involved in everything, you're, you know, your second home is the church. Um, and so as soon as I was like in high school, I always thought you're doing, you're, you're, you're serving, you're working, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. And so I got involved in helping with the younger kids, uh, like, like Sunday school and junior church and things because there was no one else doing it. And so I was working with all the younger kids and it was great, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so when I started in college, um, I started in uh, elementary education and youth ministry. And I thought, that's what I'll do. You know, never actually stopped to ask God what should I do. I just thought, that's what I'll do. And uh, at the time, the pastor in that church, um, he didn't really care about any of that. And I sort of had a falling out with him over the direction of the church. And while I grew up in the church, I began this kind of rebellious streak against organized religion, organized Christianity. And I had this mindset that, well, if God is everywhere, these four walls don't hold him in, right? And I'll find God out there. So in the midst of going to school, then, I switched my degree because I was angry. And I switched from youth ministry and elementary education to business. <laughs> and I too got a business degree. So I still felt like I should be doing something though to serve God because I had that mindset that you do, you do, you do, you work, you work, you work, you serve God without ever stopping to ask God how I could serve Him. I happen to be a musician and a singer, and with a couple college buddies, we decided to start a Christian rock band and use that as an opportunity to go to places and play music for young people, uh, high school, college, and young adults, who wouldn't set foot in a church. But we could get in and play music for them that had the gospel in that music, and hopefully plant some seeds and talk with them and give testimonies and build relationships uh, that could grow to something fruitful. All the while, I had my foot in like two different worlds. Because we had corporate jobs at this point. We got married. Like, we literally finished our, our final exams. We, we finished school. We actually pushed and graduated a semester early. We got married the day after final exams. Never walked walk to graduation. We said, just mail them to us. We want to move on with life. We were done with school. We were, like, career-minded, right? We were, like, you know, chasing the American dream. Because we didn't know what else to do. We just switched to business degrees. And we were, like, it's going to make that money. And, you know, so, uh, yeah. We were building our own kingdom, right? And we had, by this point, a couple years later, you know, we, we bought a house, so we had a, a nice house where we lived, and, and we were making good money, and new cars, and every little widget, electronic, and this, do that, that, whatever we wanted. No time to actually play with any of it. I started this band, and we were doing actually really good, we were making a name for ourselves, we were playing a lot. Kids were coming to shows, we were going to skate parks and playing in clubs and bars and even festivals. We were driving all over multiple states. Kids were coming to know Christ, but I wasn't plugged into a home church, so I wasn't actually sending them anywhere. Because I was still having this little bit of rebellious streak. And again, never once asking God, what do you actually want me to do? And I realized that I had built these walls, I had taken God, and I said, I'm a guitar player, and a singer, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I walled God into that, and was never actually giving him full power to reign. And it 
came time finally where we built this kingdom out of our jobs, but we weren't satisfied. And we've done this thing over here with the band, and I actually was offered a record contract, and I thought, this is it. I can be a professional Christian musician and reach people on a whole different level. But it didn't seem right. And so I walked away from music with no idea. So we then threw ourselves completely into the careers of jobs, and we became so unhappy. We were fighting constantly. We just reached 30, had no idea now, because it was like I gave up the one ministry thing that I thought I had. I had no idea what else God was calling me to, but I knew it wasn't that. And we were so frustrated, and it all came to this head. We were just going on, let's see, Liam was about 18 months old. We were having one of those super crazy, like really important fights. It was so important because I can't remember what it was about. <laughs> Someone's been here, I heard. And uh, in the middle of this really important fight, this voice says in my head, quit your job and become a missionary.
Ready for it or no? All right. Thank you. 
are still many details that remain unreached. There are many opportunities for economic and community development within the Bataves, but also the patients who have made a way outside of the sugar cane industry. Tourism is one of the largest sources of income for patients. Through Baptist Church Alliance ministries like the Oasis of Peace, patients young and old are offered continued education and mentorship. Existing programs promote literacy, English and Spanish language classes, personal hygiene, and discipleship through the gospel, a playground, community garden, and a gathering place for the elderly are also part of the future vision for the community center in La Romana. This is where our ministry opportunity lies. As international ministries global servants, we can help facilitate ongoing programs in partnership with the Good Samaritan Hospital, community outreach programs, short-term volunteer groups, and other IM missionaries in answer to God's call. We look forward to joining in the good work that God is already doing in the Dominican Republic. So, those communities we saw with those green houses, um, there are more than 250 of those communities. Uh, you could fit at least five of those homes in the sanctuary. Um, those houses will fit an entire, like an entire family will live in there. So um, usually mom, dad, kids, sometimes grandparents. Uh, the husband will go to work in the cane fields uh, 12 to 16 hours a day, depending on how much daylight they have. Um, that day, they'll cut the cane by hand with a machete, um, and on average, make between a dollar and two dollars a day U.S. for cutting that sugar cane. Um, the sugar cane work is seasonal uh, for about six months out of the year, and so the other six months out of the year, they search for other work, might be construction, might be no work at all. Um, it's a very challenging one. That's who we work. Uh, the other side of that is if a Haitian worker in that field is injured and can no longer work in the field, they're evicted. Their whole family is evicted. So they end up living in what are called barrios, which are the, the uh, poor communities on the outskirts, the, the, like a ring around the outside of the cities. Um, that is where a lot of the that's where a lot of the, the gangs and the drugs and anything like that takes place. Um, and so, you know, Liam is going to be 11 in a few weeks, and it's hard to imagine as he's finishing up fifth grade this year. Uh, that's the age that most of the, the kids in the Bataes, their schools stop for fifth grade. So at his age, most of, of the Haitian boys are having to decide, do I go to work in the king fields? Or do I go hang out with other boys in the, in the barrios and learn how to uh, pickpocket and do things like that? But it's the reality, you know, when we live in poverty. Um, so how do we intentionally live and disciple and, and you know, uh, live a gospel life amongst people to bring the hope of Jesus Christ uh, into their world? Um, that's what we do. Uh, using economic and community development uh, to bring the gospel to life. 
churches there are strong. Uh, they have seminaries. They have the, the Baptist Alliance. Um, so there's a lot of church opportunities. We'll be doing a lot of hosting of mission teams. Uh, so we will be a great place if you want to send uh, people on a mission trip. We'll have lots of opportunities for that. Uh, they pay Bible school, construction, nursing. Uh, you name it. The needs are there. So lots of things that can be done. Um, we'd love to answer more questions on that because we can talk about this forever. But we can answer those questions afterwards if you have. As far as next steps for us, uh, language school starts June 20th. We will be going to Mexico uh, for language school in southern Mexico in the state of Oaxaca. Um, that's coming up very soon. Uh, and uh, after that, then, we will uh, be going on to the Dominican Republic to serve our first term there. Um, yeah, our first term will be terms. So we're really excited for that. So, uh, what is that? Oh. Yeah. Um, so, beginning June 1st, International Ministries is doing a monthly match giving promotion. Um, and I think the details will be coming out on the 25th. So look for that online, um, and we're going to give you information to Jeremy as well, and we'll share that with you. Um, so we did this last year, and we saw God do some amazing things um, with that promotion. And we actually, in 25 days, we saw a 25% increase in our monthly budget. So um, we are really looking forward to um, what God will do this year with the monthly match. This year, it's um, last year it was just monthly donations. This year, all donations. Um, so it's what they give a one-time gift, an annual gift, a monthly gift, or increase a monthly gift that they're already giving. That's all matched. So for a full year. So we're really excited about that. Um, so June 1st, that's a Wednesday, 8 a.m. No, no uh, link this time either. They're making it very easy. Um, thank you all. It is our pleasure to get to know you and have you with us. And, and it wasn't really planned this way, but I just kind of made an executive decision we would wait to hear and then start to support. But you know what this means is our monies that we will start next month are going to be part of the match grants. The Lord works things out. Now they have, they, they didn't share, but they have about $38,000 in startup costs, which includes language school, rent for language school, supplies, and all that stuff that, you know, we're going to kind of, we're going to be a new monthly support partner with them, but anything that is going to help get them kind of set in place for the months and years to come. So, you know, if you own a business, and your business is really blessed, you just June 1st, you want to do something, maybe you got a bonus or something, you know, there, there are ways that you can do that. You can either do it through our church and anything that's specified that we over and above our monthly support of our missionaries, or just go online and do it yourself. Those of you online will we'll get that link out there uh, with that so you can see it. But I hope you see what I've seen for a couple of years now as I've interacted with them. They're really a good fit for us. You know, they're just down-home people like we are, uh, you know, and so it's one of the exciting things. They didn't share, but uh, just so you guys know, that guy in the blue right there, Connie, you can move to the side. Yeah, there you go. That one right there, that's Pastor Paul, who mentored Pastor Robert, who is their, their home pastor. 
Yes, all metro. So, and uh, they're passing live right next door. So, you know, it's a roundabout way how the Lord brings things full circle uh, with it. So, uh, you know, I hope you've enjoyed uh, kind of getting to know them. But I also hope you've heard the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, Isaiah and Mark while they were speaking. Isaiah, you know, hears the call to go. And his response was, here am I simply. But we first have to hear. For some of you, we're, we're like sandals. You're hearing a voice, and I want to be a, the voice of Eli to say, that's the voice of the Lord. It may sound crazy. It may be put your job. Or it may be expand your job to do the kingdom work. I don't know what the Lord is saying, but I believe he's saying something this morning. And so let me just close this time of our worship and prayer, and then we will sing about that moment by the moment. Father God, I thank you for your service. I thank you for Tim and for Stacy, for Liam, for Samantha, for Garrett, for their willingness to say, here am I. That is the craziest thing you could have said. And you just bring about confirmation again and again. Lord, I thank you that we get the privilege to partner with them. That really their ministry is our ministry. We're doing this together. And Lord, we know you are going to do a mighty work. You're going to show up and show up. And Lord, there may be a time when we don't see you here in St. Paris, but we can look to them and others like them and say, the Lord is not silent yet. He is doing the work in the Dominican Republic, in Malaysia, in East Asia, in Ukraine, and around the world. Lord, we thank you for it. And so, Lord, I ask that you continue to be with us to worship you in spirit and truth this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand as we sing?